0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3679, for Thursday, the 8th of September 2022. Today's show is entitled, Lionux and Law's Psy, Nonprofits, In the Us, A Closer Look at Erks. It is hosted by Monochromic, and
1: is about 36 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, the ins and outs of Erks.
0: Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open-plan office or similar environments, any minors under the age of 35, or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Martin, how are things?
1: Hey, Chris. Uh, um, things are fine, apart from that everybody has COVID. But yeah,
0: um. and uh, sorry, I think it's called
1: Corona. No, maybe I'm wrong.
0: So it's no. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's either COVID nineteen in in contrast to twenty or twenty one. I can't remember, mm. or it's Corona, SARS, whatever. I keep forgetting.
1: Mm. Anyway, anyway it's that, that one. Yes,
0: it's pretty much like politics or bad weather. Mm. <laughs> And before I forget, this is, of course, Linux In-Laws Season 100, Episode 2758. We changed the numbering scheme about a fortnight ago. If you want to catch up on the previous episodes, feel free. Of course, the website is so you, you will find the full back, back catalog on that website. Mm-hmm. But this is not about <laughs> miss episodes Martin. How are things over there on the almost green isle?
1: Oh, it's very green. Also known yeah. as the Kingdom. It's very green, yes. Um things, interesting. Um, hmm, something happened. Happened? Uh, yes, yes,
0: Martin. We are recording this on the fourth of July, year twenty. Sorry, twenty-one fifty-seven. Mm. I think. Mm. Jokes aside, no, July twenty twenty-two. But mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, we're recording this on the fourth of July. Which is, funny enough, something called the Tax Independence Day, originally named, that is, in something called the United States of America, now known as the Independence uh, Day.
1: Yes. Um, It obviously wasn't the United States of America back then, but yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, looking back, why did people for independence to some, well, to some extent, no, no, not just to some extent, okay. For, for, first and foremost, it was about religion and all the rest of it, as you normally do. But then things mm-hmm. happened in Boston Bay and all the rest of it, and tea was apparently thrown into the water, didn't make mm-hmm. a huge difference uh, from a taste perspective, I suppose, because we're looking at, what's the word, looking for, so, um, um, seawater,
1: right? Uh, yeah, Boston is on the east coast. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, um, never mind the faint taste of tea. I didn't make a difference. Didn't last either. So, but what did last is actually the independence. Um, uh, so, far, find, so far, so yes. yeah, far. You, you can find sometime. the details. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can find the details in any history book mm. uh, worth yes. its 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 money. Uh, yeah, but given the given the fact, Martin, that that mm. the UK, or oh, sorry, that the key as in the K, is heavily on the decline from a kind of, in the broader political view of the world, I don't think that the US is going back to a British colony anytime soon, (laughs) if I'm
1: wrong. Probably not British, but there's some other candidates, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Martin, I I hate to spoil the fun, but Russia never
1: was a British colony. (laughs) No, no, the other way around, yeah, yes, yes.
0: Uh, you mean that Russia will also be invade it invade the UK, sorry, the Kingdom, unlikely, because no, 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 no. we're still member of NATO. About, no, no,
1: no, we're, we're talking about uh, the US being independent, right? So, uh, so ha- it's, Yeah. This will come to an end at some point. Yeah. In terms of what? No, in terms of being no longer independent, whilst they are overrun by some country, <laughs>
0: like what Canada, Mexico, unlikely,
1: un- un- unlikely to be can- well, to, yeah, to be fair, there are probably—I don't know how big the Mexican population is, but it is quite. But mild, see, the thing you is basically,
0: it's going to—it's better be a NATO state because otherwise, the fifth, the fifth, um, what is it called the paragraph will apply. Uh,
1: not pleasant. Uh, but,
0: uh... So if. For any people who are thinking about invading the US, just mm. from a the theoretical perspective, please make sure that if you do this that if you want to do this, you do it from a NATO member state only. Because otherwise you will have the full force of NATO mm. right in front right against you. And that's not yes. something that you want to do. Unless, I think,
1: uh, even, even, (laughs) most (laughs) NATO countries have about five tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Putin,
0: if you're listening, either you are not exempt from this clause. (laughs) So don't don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: Okay, but this Uh, is not a show about independence or, or invading the US from a NATO member state or not. This is actually one of the most important episodes we ever did. Hmm. especially if you're suffering from insomnia, very important, only the the episode I reckon on, on floss licensing comes second <laughs> because this episode <laughs> yes, yes. No. will actually be on, on 501Cs. As ah. special... Yes, did you, did as you say... Special... Uh, but, 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 but go ahead.
1: No, no, carry on. Did you, you said 501C. I thought you said 501Genes. No, no. Seems, I, I may have done the in, wrong preparation. No, no. <laughs>
0: okay. No, 501Cs are a <laughs> special type of organization in the U.S. only, I might, I might add,
1: uh-huh. um,
0: especially relevant from attacks and other and, and some other perspective. But as we will uh, touch upon in about two hours, maybe two and a half hours time, once we have laid the foundation for the following discussion, quite a few open source and civil rights movements are filed or are classified as 501Cs. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is why, why it may or may not be important, because we had the electronic frontier. No, we had parts of the electronic frontier foundation on the podcast. We already had yes. the FSFE on the podcast, mm-hmm. which is of course the European sister organization of the Free Software Foundation. And of course, we also had, not exactly in the order of priority, or never mind importance, Loris, if you're listening, <laughs> we had also the uh, we had also our beloved um, Loris Crow. On the podcast, of course, representing the Zick Foundation. And the Zick Foundation, if you recall, Martin, classifies Mm -hmm. as a a 501c6. But before we go into the level of detail, we should probably first and foremost put a disclaimer in. We are by no
1: means lawyers. We are by no means tax consultants. (laughs) I think the the appropriate phrase is far from.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yes.
1: Um,
0: every every text we uh, every tax consultant, similar to marketing that we get in Martin fast immediately. So <laughs> so no worries. But, so but the maybe we have way... no
1: income, so we don't have to worry about. That. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so the following, of course, comes uh-huh. with the usual caveats. Please seek professional help. In these areas, I that, if you are seriously thinking about setting up a 501c, whatever subtype applies, uh, please, as I said, please do get professional help. Links may or may not be in the show notes. And of course, consultants, if you want to sponsor something called Linux in Laws, the email address is sponsor at linuxinloss.au. But, but without further ado, maybe before we go into the differences uh, about 501 c's, we should probably explain... The type of organization that a five hundred one, well, the five hundred one C, we, in general, before, is.
1: before we do that, we should probably say what it is. Right?
0: Please, Martin, go ahead.
1: Well, uh, so a five hundred one C is a, a, a an American or a U.S. tax code uh, that uh, looks uh, is specifically for uh, tax exempt organizations in some way, form, or shape. Think about your uh, your charitable organizations, your uh, education-type um, organizations and, um, and software foundations who have um, non-profit goals, things like Martin, that.
0: you just mentioned a very important term, non-profit, because mm-hmm. most, if not all of these organizations, depending on their level of tax skills... <laughs> Mm. Until today, do not make a profit. But before we go into, into the details, there's one important difference. There are what? non-profit yeah. organizations and not for profit organizations. Martin, mm. sorry, you wanna you wanna explain the difference here?
1: Yeah, so um the non-profit organizations are organizations that don't make any profit. <laughs> <laughs> and the not-for-profit organizations so organizations that don't want to make profits. But yes, you feel free to <laughs> expand on. That. No, uh, spot on. Non-profit means
0: basically their income comes mostly from donations, charitable ones, I might add. Whereas the not-for-profit organizations typically have some other have some additional source of revenue, and the main difference. If, car, if common law is anything to go by, normally not-for-profit organizations typically make some sort of tiny margin on their revenue, like anything between 2 and 5%. Whereas typically, non-profits do not make any margin. And of course, the margin being basically the difference between the cost charged for services and goods rendered and the cost, the, the original cost of these services and, and goods in general. This is known in the trade typically as a margin, as in the difference between stuff you buy, and that of course also applies from the services rendered by your labor force and the price at which you then sell any goods resulting from the combined efforts of the of the of the services and, and goods originally bought. Mm-hmm. This is typically as called a margin in the trade.
1: Is it? Okay.
0: Yes, (laughs) very much so. If my economy 101 knowledge is anything to go by, it dates back Mm. to about, what, 30 years back or something, Uh, maybe maybe even more.
1: Okay, so, um, fine. So we've defined that. So what about the people that work for these organizations and get paid for this?
0: I would call them nutters, but that doesn't capture it, I reckon. No, well, these I mean, would be, these, are, are these would be people, people with, a, a these part would of be the 501
1: people... thing. <laughs> no, these would they be people.
0: No, I mean, from a, from a, from a taxation perspective, you're looking at typically, typically employees, right? I mean, people yes. are employed by the business. So yes, they would be tax liable, unless, yeah. of course, they donate some of their income back to the employers. Which, of course, then, depending on the type of of 501c, would be tax-deductible.
1: Well, they may be so. <laughs> um
0: let's... Yes! Martin, indeed! <laughs> but no, I mean, nutters is probably the wrong term. We're looking at people with strong ideals. <laughs> yes. Very important.
1: Okay. So, don't they have um, things like state laws in the US as well?
0: I think 501c, if memory serves correct, is a federal tax
1: regime. Right. So, as uh, the, let's say California could decide, oh, let's tax these guys anyway.
0: Uh, no, they couldn't because they would oh. be violating RSS as Internal Revenue Service guidelines under but which all these associations sky run.
1: Guidelines can be ignored. <laughs> sure. No, but uh, I'm sure in, in the tax US... You tried, have, but tax you failed, have, right? You have mu- mu- <laughs> multiple taxes, right? You have um, uh, federal tax and state tax, I'm sure.
0: Yes, Martin, but you see, the RIS basically is on the federal level.
1: Yes. Yeah, this is what I mean. State
0: stuff stuff doesn't apply.
1: So this 501 stuff only applies to uh, the federal level. So you don't pay federal tax, but then as I mentioned, California can say, oh, we don't care about your 501, so you pay his tax anyway.
0: Mm.
1: So you need to choose the right state as well.
0: Uh, I reckon this is where our (laughs) lack of tax (laughs) (laughs) knowledge (laughs) in the US comes in. (laughs) Tax accountants, whatever, tax people, if you're listening.
1: Specifically tax accountants in the U.S.
0: The email has its feedback at you, especially to quell schmartens thirst for knowledge on a local state level in the U.S. when it, it comes true? down to Texas.
1: Before, before we go into too much detail, why don't you give us some examples of, of um, organizations who have set up under this, uh, or, or have successfully applied for this yeah, exception? Martin,
0: before we do this, we, we oh, should probably okay. give a short overview of the different subcategories involved. Could be. Okay. I, I reckon it would, it would make sense, right? So there's the umbrella term 50, 501c, that is, mm. of course, a federal IRS. Level, okay. Uh, so, so what are A and B? And then you have subcategories ranging from one to one yeah, twenty thousand five hundred forty-seven. What
1: are A and B? What are A and B? Oh, you you
0: you got me there, Martin. I don't
1: know. It's like well, there must I mean, be an A and B. Okay. The, <laughs> Ma,
0: the loop the loophole is basically that this that this episode is aptly titled 501 C. So yes. only the C applies, not B, not E, not D, not the A.
1: Okay. But
0: if you're if but people, if you're not asleep by now, <laughs> Martin just promised <laughs> to do an episode on five Exactly. This may take a few <laughs> years to, to material. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No
0: jokes aside. As I, as I said in the beginning, uh, we will get to the examples in a minute. But mm-hmm. why? And, and, and that also will explain why is this important from right. a, from a US perspective. So. The thing is so, basically that if any RS website is anything to go by, we are looking at about 29 subcategories under 501c, ranging from 1 to aptly 29. The right. most important things that apply to the and, – and now we're getting back into the context wow. – that, apply, that uh-huh. apply to the Floss world and, yes, the FL, yes. and to Floss communities uh-huh. would be for 501c3. And 501c6.
1: Okay. And Wikipedia says... Do these have a name, these three and six?
0: Yes. Wikipedia talks about religious, educational, charitable, scientific library, literary, testing for public safety to foster national and international amateur sports competition or prevention of cruelty to children or animals organizations. That would be the three for you. And six, apparently, business leagues, chambers of commerce, real estate boards. Just a couple of examples for the for these two subcategories. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, of course, important? If we take a look at the Free Software Foundation, if we take a look at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, these are mm-hmm. typically examples for 501c3s because they would fall into the yeah, scientific slash yeah, yeah, educational
1: the Apache, uh, category. Apache Software Foundation, Mozilla. Uh, Same thing, uh, yes. Mozilla, C3. yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whereas a 501c6 would yeah. be a trade association, typically the Linux Foundation, for example, which is, funny enough, filed as a 501c6. Okay. Because as, we, as probably we all know, those of who, uh, you are listening, the Linux Foundation is an enterprise body of the community on an enterprise level using Linux. And now is the time, as any, to probably go into some of the details. Rectorizes. Especially five hundred one C
1: threes. Okay. Oops, sorry, what
0: question? Um, um, it's not a question, Martin. <laughs> oh, okay. It's more like a more like a further characterization of uh, of ah. a three. Before okay. we go into the before we go into the Fair sixes or, or the sixes, um, <clears throat> if anybody's still awake.
1: Okay. So let's go.
0: Exactly. So, for example, uh, the RS also differentiates between a public and a private foundation. Four three, and the and the difference is basically that the that the uh, that the income for a public um, for a public uh, foundation actually comes from the public, whereas a private foundation is powered by investments and endowments, and that makes a difference basically. If you take a look at where Yimuna actually comes from. Hmm. Also the important difference between between a 3 and and a 6 is actually that if you donate to a 501c3 mm-hmm. these donations are tax deductible if mm-hmm. they're charitable. And I reckon with the Electronic Frontier, Frontier Foundation and with the FSFF, with the FSFF they would all classify as that, charitable all right. Mm-hmm. Also something important for for a C3 these Bodies are typically prohibited from supporting political candidates. There's a so there's something called a Johnson Amendment dating back to 1954 that exactly prevents this or prohibits this. So mm-hmm. if it becomes too apparent that you're a supporting political candidate candidate, you could lose or you could risk risk to lose mm-hmm. your four, your 501c3 status, mm-hmm. meaning then you are liable to taxes and some other implications. and
1: the um. Uh, the C6s have to report their um, political involvement as well uh, in terms of money and stuff.
0: Yes, but I reckon if you're running a trade organization and C6 typically is such a trade organization, you can do a a certain amount of additional lobbying. And more specifically, I mean, there's nothing in in the code that prevents... C three from doing some subtle lobbying, I reckon. Well, lobbying. We,
1: we're talking about uh, donating to political campaigns, right? That's, that's correct. Yes. So, yeah.
0: yeah, that means supporting yeah. political candidates, exactly. Because that would classify well, supporting as a campaign. Candidates yes. with money, money, In other words, the, exactly. And,
1: uh, yeah. Yes.
0: So yeah. these are these are some of the main differences between a three and, and a six. Yeah. So, uh, there's yeah? a
1: few. There's a few other ones as well. Martin, um, please
0: go ahead. If
1: if, so, if
0: if, did, did, if, yeah. if 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 people are listening, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: who knows? Who knows? Um, so your C three can't receive any grants, for example. Whereas the C six can. Um, they have to report any um, any um, donations over five thousand uh, dollars, whereas the the C six doesn't. Uh, so all sorts of fun like that, really. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: The so word of advice, if you want to uh, launder a million bucks through, mm. through a C3, you want to split this up.
1: <laughs> in, in many, in many 4,000 exactly. million. Exactly. Like pretty <laughs> much
0: like a Bitcoin tumbler, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that you are flying under the radar, and elegantly, I might add. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What else?
0: Before we come to the Floss context that we already, already kind oh. of touched upon. Yes, churches, 401, uh, uh, 401c3s, yes. These typically also include religious bodies. So, Richard M. Stormont, I don't know if you're listening, of course, Richard M. Stormont being the Richard M. Stormont, also known as the St. Ignatius of something called the Church of Emacs. Hmm. Here you yes. go. <laughs> yes.
1: That's with the eye, anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh-
0: <laughs> much, 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 <laughs> or a lot, <laughs> let's put it this way. Well, one of the things that it's not wrong is, uh, with, with v i is actually that i think there are the emacs emulation modes
1: uh-huh.
0: excellent progress is being made <laughs> so if the f s f wouldn't be wouldn't be classified as a f five or one c three at least the Church of emacs could could go for this from a theoretical perspective
1: well, rich no, what, richard they? What, what, you know?
0: Church of emacs it's essentially a church. No, no,
1: no. I mean, no, no. What, what, what state are they?
0: What do you mean? What state are they?
1: Oh, do they have a C three or a C six?
0: A... Uh, not yet. No, that's what oh, I'm right. saying, R-
1: Richard. If you're listening, this I is your way out. They, they, don't, they don't get any money. I <laughs> <laughs> haven't bothered have them.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, uh, certain Mr. Solomon has joined the FSF board recently. Well, again. Uh, again, yes. Okay. Details maybe in the show notes. <laughs> But I'm not sure what happened afterwards. And um, we right. touched upon this, by the way, during, a, during the FSF episode. Yes. And for those, of, for those few listeners who missed out on this, details are, of course, available in our back catalog. So, Martin, uh, now is probably the time, as good as any, to touch upon why are kind of make sense from a frost perspective at all. Yeah. Especially if you happen to be a US resident or want to set this up in the US, because if you're thinking about setting up the next software conservancy, software uh, software conservatory, or setting up the successor of the Free Software Foundation or something like this, mm. more than likely you are targeting the US because of money. Well, Maybe
1: you're not. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, yes. It, uh, if, if you're uh, not
0: targeting the US, you can stop listening right yeah. now.
1: Yes,
0: if you target yes. the US, please listen on.
1: Probably be a completely different number in each country for these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the principle so the is thing, probably very similar. Yeah, yeah um, the
0: thing hmm. is basically the point that I, that that they that Martin and myself here are making is you want to choose your subcategory wisely in terms of if you are slanting towards civil rights like the like the Electro- Electronic Frontier Foundation, or have hmm. more. Community aspects in your focus, the C3 is probably something you want to go for. If you are more like a trade party representation, like an industry body or something like this, the C6 is the thing you want to go for. Mm. yeah From a Frost perspective.
1: Mm. So, yeah, if you're a few more interested in, in uh, let's say, uh, educating people around open source than you know, the 3 uh, mm-hmm. yes. So for those
0: of you who are still, who are still listening, need to say mm. any, question, any, any questions? Any questions? <laughs> feel free to send to feedback. On Linux in-laws or you.
1: What about legal
0: <laughs> Martin, if you haven't fired them, they may still be around.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: This is to say, we are not lawyers, and, Martin, and, and as Martin has fired again our legal department last week or something, we are not in a position to give uh, to give legal advice. But we will do our best to answer any uh, any of the questions coming our way, given our limited yeah. capacity on the subject.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, jokes aside, um, this was meant to be a very short overview, anyway.
1: Yeah, so but so quick. Um... Yes. Sorry, can I finish what you're doing? I mean,
0: given the fact that we're clocking in at, what, what 30 minutes, I reckon, already, or 28 oh, or something okay. this year.
1: Any poxies? Any Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, what's it called? Damn. Hang on. Uh, what is it called? Uh, called... Um, anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's about first and then I'll tell you the name. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, so Channel 4, I think it's Channel 4. Maybe, channel, maybe? four. Hmm? What what channel 4. What is th- Channel 4? Channel 4. I thought they a, went bankrupt
0: uh, about 10 years ago. No, no You're no, not no, talking no, about no. the TV channel, are you? Yes, the you are? channel You TV channel, I thought they hmm. went bankrupt. No, no, no. no. What? Um, are they serious? Are they, are they hmm. still around?
1: Amazing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so on okay. Channel 4, they have a new series called The Undeclared War. The what? Um, the Undeclared War. Undeclared War, okay. Which uh, is set in 2024, where uh, GCHQ, that's in the British intelligence people, uh, prevents some cyber attacks and stuff like that by some foreign nations of unnamed <laughs> origin. <laughs> And it's quite amusing, really, if you watch it. So, yeah, but it's also quite, mm-hmm. um, as a story, it's quite good. So, well, well, well okay. but the, the technical details probably need it it to be desired. It. <laughs> so, mm. it, uh, it's quite nicely done. So, yeah. you can okay. overlook those. Time.
0: Okay, what's my talk then? Bear with me. I just have to dig up the English translation for this. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's a famous German dish. Sauerkraut. Mm. Uh, no, Martin, it's not. Bratwurst? Uh, far from it, actually. A yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, What else? Kartoffel, bratwurst, and sauerkraut. And...
0: It's a form of dumpling uh, called in German the yeah. Viettenknödel.
1: How much? For some reason...
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Google Google made a failed attempt and called it napkin dumplings, but they it, of a
1: poofle, that's Of a good name.
0: Uh, no, actually, um, the American, some American website actually no. calls it Soviet knödel. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's a dumpling <laughs> essentially. Okay, it's very tasty, especially if done with a, with a mushroom sauce or a mushroom okay. topping. So, and I came across this about the other week when I had to to cook for for a relation of mine that's currently not able to cook. Uh, details will not be in the show notes. Um, but suffice <laughs> it to say that I've taken over now the role of, of, almost, of an almost professional chef
1: in uh-huh. that capacity. Okay, well, in that case, I shall <laughs> expect some cartouffle buffer and some, <laughs> some... Yeah, Martin, Martin some dream on. <laughs> on. <laughs> let, me, let me dig up in, oh, homemade, the that service. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no jokes aside, um, yeah. we're talking about my mother, and my mother recently has fallen ill, the role model of a son that I am. I stepped in, of course, and we switched roles. Now she's sitting at the table and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm cooking for her. And this is the reason why I dug up this beautiful Javettenknödel recipe. Details will be in the show notes. It's a, it's a, it's down to earth German specialty. Essentially, you're looking at a dumpling made from old bread as quite a few dumplings made are, for example, the stuff you get in Bavaria called Semmelknödel, okay, as a matter of fact, which literally translates into a dum- uh, dumpling made from bread. And I topped this off with a sauce made with fresh mushrooms and some cream and some and some spices and herbs. And as usual, that was both both our favorites, I reckon. So yeah, this is the reason why this is now no more now my pox of the week. As in the pox. The pick of the week, Thank exactly. It. And as I said, Recipes will be, or oh, a recipe, will in the show notes, so that Martin can surprise me with his cooking skills when I'm visiting him next time.
1: <laughs> well, uh, clearly you will be served with a British dish. <laughs> oh, fucking dear! <laughs> Accompanied by lukewarm beer. <laughs> oh
0: dear! No, Martin Beckers, please, 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 go for your Dutch origins. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we don't have any feedback. This is no. a the email address is still the same feedback and it So if you have any feedback people, feel free to send this just uh, send to that mail address. Be cool, we haven't from heard from you in ages. so mm. if you're still listening feel free Luna was that her name? The Debian uh, the Debian yes. person We're still miss- we're still missing your feedback too literally. Uh, but any other people feel free to get in touch. And with that, we would like to thank you for listening. As usual, our hearts go out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very important. People, HPR is about to redo the website. Ooh. Yes. And they, being an open source project, they are looking for volunteers. Details may may not in the show notes. You'll find actually some of the current discussion on the HPR mailing list. HackerPublicRadio.org is your go-to source for this. So, if you know any data... Martin, you come from a database background, no? If I'm just correct. Yeah, They're looking, looking, looking for, for SQL website. people. Right. They can? Yes, I, okay. I already volunteered to do the API part. So, okay. people, jokes aside, if you, if you have some spare cycles, and if you're looking for a very cool project to contribute to, check out the mailing list. Simply subscribe to the Hacker Public Radio mailing list and stay tuned. And as usual, it's a, it's a, it's an open source project that is worth contributing, not just in terms of coding, but also in terms of simply providing content. So like we do, like some other hosts do. So if you think about do podcasts, this is your (laughs) platform. And now, Ken, I didn't say host and I didn't say podcast hosting platform. platform. I simply (laughs) said platform. This is the important bit, right? (laughs) Yes, Jokes aside, hey, HPI as usual, thank you.
1: This is the Linux in-laws. You come for the knowledge. But stay for the madness. Thank,
0: thank you for, you for listening. listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license. Type attribution share alike. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song solid Margaret to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. you find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Gemando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts. <laughs>
1: I have a have a quick fire uh, five oh one uh general knowledge question for you. <laughs> so, go ahead, Mark. A- 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 HTTP five oh one, What's it mean? Um,
0: do not know, can't recall. It's probably yeah. in inter- it's probably
1: in server error or something. It's it's not implemented. Um not impl- well, there you go. <laughs> what <about SMTP> 501? <laughs>
0: Martin, you are the SMT, the expert for all of the two of us, so don't bother me with that stuff. Okay,
1: you got zero points so far. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, what about um, AiryCode501 in the US? Which which states is that in?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> why, why did we all of a sudden switch to pub quizzes? We were on the subject of 501 season, Martin. I thought
1: we finished <laughs> with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay. And, uh, no, Martin. What uh, does
0: 501 mean in Klingon? <laughs> same question.
1: Are <laughs> hmm. the, no, the these question. two
0: languages yeah. that they speak on Battle yes. or something? Martin, go ahead. Uh, so, so, okay. If
1: if someone says 501 to you, what's the the first thing that you um, associate it with?
0: 501 or one dollars? dollars? Buy your cup of coffee? Current inflation rates going. <laughs> yeah, probably. <Yeah>, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it could be all sorts of things, right? depending on your um, upbringing or context. So, uh, who? If you were to live in Arkansas, Arkansas, it would be a, a phone number code. If you were, I mean, a in a area fan code. Of, Yeah, there you go. If you were a fan of darts, that would be uh, a darts answer If you. Like your jeans, it would be Levi's, right? So, I don't if you were into. HTTP or SNTP would be some error codes.
0: Levi's, if you're listening, uh, Levi's a sponsor at <laughs> linuxinlows.eu.
1: <laughs> Not to forget the Fiat 501, which was a very smart Uno,
0: Cinco uno? Yeah, that's right. But yes. That, of course, reveals the fact that Martin is almost as old as I am because 501s were popular in the 70s if my memory's correct.
1: No, that was the 500. The 501 is actually a lot older. It's from the 90s. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so they That's went it? backwards in numbers, I guess. I don't know.
0: Do okay. M- people you heard yeah. it first Martin is officially not older than I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm